Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. All right, everybody, welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Jason and Josh Motes on. What's up, boys? How's it going? What's up, brother? How are you? The, the Florida boys over here. Yeah, man. <laughs> East Coast, Coast Warriors. Yes, it's sir. Funny, it's funny because you guys get less waves than me, but I'm pretty sure you guys throw more content out and get more waves than me. Specifically, you guys, because you surf every single day, it seems like, no on Instagram what. and social media. We surf a lot, and it's pretty crazy how our beaches, the scene has... Uh, changed so much when i was a kid there wasn't a photographer anywhere and i mean you go to our local pier now it looks like rocky point there's like five photographers it's like geez i mean knee high but you get 500 pictures from your session (laughs) where where in where exactly in florida are you guys we're in jacksonville beach okay sick yep northern florida um i always tell people we're basically southern georgia but uh yeah jacksonville beach jaguars Yes. Sir. How uh, how often are you guys getting swells through there? We get a lot of swells. I mean, other than uh, New Smyrna, I'd say we're the second most consistent spot um, in Florida. We uh, get a lot of north swells from the cold fronts and stuff. And then we get a lot of south during the summer from little Bermuda highs and then the tropical stuff that comes our way out of the south. We get, we, we get a lot of a lot of a lot of waves, not a lot of big waves, but we get, a lot, you know, consistent you know where we can stay surfing year round i feel like you guys are probably pretty decent at like actually tracking storms and stuff on the east coast just because like here we get like ground swells and we're like oh cool yeah it's gonna be like three to four foot or whatever and that's just like normal and then you guys actually have to track winds and everything and like swells and there's like only little short periods of time that you have like good swell and stuff well, and it's even rarer that we have good swell with good winds. Yeah. Because usually, you know, you know, those north swells we get, you know, the wind will be blowing 25, 30 miles an hour out of the northeast and we're going surfing. It's rare that we get a good ground swell and then the winds, uh, west wind is offshore for us. So anything out of the west, it's, uh, it's pretty rare for us to get, you know, optimal, optimal conditions. Um, probably only happens you know a handful maybe over a handful of times a year everything lines up but yeah. um I, mean, I tell you what it makes you appreciate waves you yeah, know absolutely. it really does well uh let's let's start off with a little about about yourselves because uh, a lot of people on here right now probably either follow you on instagram and know you guys from that but um where'd you guys end up starting your your surf endeavors your surf careers as you as we could put it so we'll start with me my dad grew up in um, Hialeah, Florida, which is down by Miami. He started surfing at um, 12 years old. When he got out of high school, we went into the Navy and he was stationed here in Jacksonville. Um, he had already met my mom. Uh, they were they were just about to get married right when he got enlisted. They ended up getting married while he was in the Navy. And then in 1972, I came. Um, so my dad was already an avid surfer. Um, you know, when I when I was born. Um, and then at three years old, he got me started. Um, and then through the years, he became the director of uh, the Eastern Surfing Association, North Florida District. So he was running all the contests when I was a little guy out of Jacksonville. So that's how I you know, got into competing was my dad was running all the surf contests when I was six. Um, and then, you know, just loved it, stayed with it. And then you know, in 1994, this big dude came along. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh popped out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he was you know, just like me. He was born into it, you know, and um, it has been it's been awesome. Um, you know, I, I, I've always loved Jacksonville and love the community. Um, ton of groms around here surfing. When I was a kid there, there was about five or six of us, you know, but now there's like 30. <laughs> it's That's kind of sick, though. What's that? No doubt. That's rad though. No, it's insane. I love it. You know, yeah. me and him coach most of them. So yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, man. Um, and then, yeah, he's been, you know, surfing around here. Same thing with him when he was, she could, 
he can barely walk and I would get him on my lawn board and hold him up. And I remember a lady yelling at me on the beach one time telling me that it was child abuse, that I had my son on my lawn board. <laughs> <laughs> she was freaking yeah. out. But um, yeah. Did you do, did you do events and stuff growing up, Josh? Uh, I did my first contest when I was five. That was Holy. the one that I'll, I'll never forget because that's when I fell in love with surfing. Um, you know, from like a sport aspect, it was always part of my life. I always kind of wanted to be like my dad. So, yeah. So that was always something I was going to do anyway. But once I got a taste of that, that first event and, and seeing, you know, the community and, and the camaraderie everybody had and everybody was happy for each other. And, yeah. Um, that's when I really fell in love and was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with this. And I, it was such an early age. So it's kind of crazy to, to look back and think, you know, I was having those thoughts at so young, but, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was so much fun. I'll never forget that. And what was it like of, being know, a Grom on the East coast? Ooh, uh, you, you find yourself getting really excited about like two foot slot, <laughs> um, you know, and then oh, I love it. You kind of just gotta, yeah, you kind of gotta be hyped, like, like high energy all the time and real stoked. And you gotta really want it. Cause a lot, you know, there's plenty of excuses I have nowadays, you know, I work and I have a child of my own and, the waves are like halfway decent. I'm not going to go because I got a big day tomorrow, nine times out of 10. Whereas when I was a Grom, it, it, it didn't matter, you know, what the conditions were like. We were out, uh, I had a good little friend group and we were out there no matter what. That's so sick. Yeah. I, I feel like I look back at like memories and stuff of being like younger and I'm like, dude, I was surfing like straight onshore wind days, just so bad, but <laughs> yep. just having the best time. And that's like those days that are so bad is kind of like, in my opinion, what makes you a better surfer yeah. because you, everybody can go surf perfect waves, but not a lot of people can surf bad waves. And you guys, no, you guys compete too a lot. So like you guys have to be able to adapt to the waves in every event that you're in. And I feel right. like you guys are pretty, different. pretty darn good at that. So yeah. um, well, what I love too is, uh, you know, being a Grom growing up around here and doing contests all over the East coast and stuff. One thing I noticed is like when we would go to like us and nationals, um, I mean, you know, Huntington Pier would be, you know, garbage to the local crew, but, you know, they used to have nationals at Huntington when I was a kid before they moved it to Trestles. But, you know, for us, we were like, fuck, these waves are smoking. You know, it had so much more power yeah. than, than our waves. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the whole mindset, you know, like those, those guys out there, they, you know, I remember you know, seeing Beshin and well, we grew up, you know, I grew up with Kelly and uh, yeah. I'll never forget going to Huntington and watching Beshin and thinking, whoa, okay, here we go. There's somebody that can challenge Kelly because Kelly was just dominating, but I'll never forget yeah. him being like, God, sir, two days ago out here, it was so good, you know, now it's so bad. And I'm thinking, shit, dude, it's firing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, hey, Josh, have you traveled a lot? I know uh, you've traveled a, a bit, Jason. I, I can know that you just got back from Hawaii too so we'll get into that but yeah Josh you uh have you traveled a bit no I do I've I've done as far as the east coast goes I've been pretty much everywhere uh yeah where there's an ocean and then um <laughs> the west coast I've been to San Diego San Clemente area like yeah. four or five times when I was like cool. 12 to 15 so um yeah served every you know Huntington Lowers Blacks Beach um Cardiff I served Cardiff pretty good one time uh and then i've been to the dominican republic puerto rico hawaii oh, cool. obviously. yeah so, so you've I've been around you've show. been around yeah what do you what do you think specifically the biggest differences are besides like uh, actually i'll just let you explain it because you guys know the best and you guys live on the east coast but the the, the biggest biggest differences in surfing between the east coast and like the rest of the world or maybe just the east coast versus the west coast too uh just the power um yeah you know growing up here you know waist high here pretty much everywhere outside of the outer banks i mean when you get obx good you get to experience that but but the biggest thing for me when when i was a kid was waist high in california and waist high here are two totally different things absolutely you know? <laughs> uh just just power wise and, and speed and being able to stand up and kind of think about what you're going to do as opposed to moving 100 miles an hour and making your decisions on on the fly you know because you're, you're trying to get to the lip before the wave closes out here whereas yeah. there you can drop in you got this big wall of water in front of you and, 
um, you can kind of slow down and take a step back. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, for sure. I, you know, it's kids kids out here. The number one thing you got to learn how to do is you get up and you're generating speed. Yeah. So then, when you get into a wave that has power, it's almost an advantage because instead of like worrying about pumping down the line, you get to like set turns up. You got to, you get to look. I mean, it's it's you know for an east coaster it's, it's a i mean i feel it's a big advantage when you get yeah. in some good waves because you, you get to kind of like relax a little bit and just surf for sure you're not 100 sort of like, hurry 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 i agree 100 yeah. percent with that and I, I look at like the Hobgoods or or like kelly and stuff that when they go surf good waves they don't have to compensate for the wave to get to a lip like they just are they know how to do it you know what i mean like for you guys too like <laughs> you guys have wind swell like that's a normal thing i feel like it's wind swell there on the east coast and like when you look at swells like here on the west coast we get deep ground swells yeah we get wind swells and but nobody surfs when we have wind swell you know like you guys surf when you have wind swell and you guys ride completely different boards like epoxy's probably absolutely kill it over there and like epoxy's here we get a little bit of weird wind and then we're kind of like uh i don't know about this you guys are just you can make it work and that's what makes you guys such good surfers on the east coast because then when you do travel you're like oh whoa this is crazy like i don't have to even pump and then you just you're just like wham 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 another turn another turn and it's just east coast versus west coast surfing is so much different and like the surfers from the east coast are really really good and people don't really think about that like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't see that. Like a lot of people don't like think, oh my gosh, like everybody from the East coast, this is my opinion. Like people think like East coast, like no waves, people don't really surf there. And then West coast is like, oh, Southern California. That's where all the athletes are. Like that's where all the surfers are. That's where all the football players are. You know, it doesn't even matter if it's just surfing. It's everything like skateboarding, motocross. And yeah, there is a lot of athletes here, but like, I look at like, ronnie renner i'm pretty sure he just moved to like florida or something the dirt biker and then like Mm -hmm. the hobgood brothers that are both retired championship tour surfers and they were from the east coast and they were top dogs on the championship tour and the reason why they got there is because they started on the east coast and you guys have to work for your waves and if you want it you'll get there so yeah that's my opinion on it you're exactly right in fact we just surfed with uh cj at a board riders contest this past saturday oh sick still killing it <laughs> oh he's so good oh did you go to that oh uh, yeah we were in it yeah oh sick how'd you do uh we ended up getting third so we didn't uh we didn't qualify for the national championship um space coast got first and new smyrna beat us by like nine points but oh, um that's so it, it was fun man we those board riders comps are a lot of fun we enjoy those jason you just got back from hawaii yeah yeah josh went with me he was there oh too, josh yeah. went too mm-hmm. yeah sick dude. yeah he how helps was me it? out with uh you know, I coach the Eastern Surfing Association's all-star team and uh, he's on the team, but he's like, he's also my assistant coach. Yeah. He helps me with all the kids and everything. Kids all love him. So yeah, he, last two years, he's gone to Hawaii with me and uh, it's been incredible having him out there with me. It's fun. When, when you guys um, coach and stuff, do you feel like that helps you become a better surfer? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I'll, I'll tell a kid something and then I'll be in the water and think in my head, Hey bro, you need a, you need to listen to yourself, yeah. especially form. Like, you know, we'll tell kids, you know, you can, you can, you know, by watching surfing, um, you know, I tell the kids all the time, go watch your favorite surfers. They're dictating, you know, they're showing you proper form and all that. But, you know, when you get on a wave, sometimes you'll find, you know, you'll do something a little messed up and, you know, I'll catch myself all the time telling a kid to do something and then I'll do it the exact wrong way and go, Hey dude, come on, you know, pay attention to what you're teaching here. <laughs> yeah. Teach yourself, you know, so. Yeah, it definitely helps. Where in Hawaii did you guys go? Oahu, North Shore, or what? Yeah, we were on the North Sick. Shore. Um, we this is my fifth year taking the kids over there. This cool. is Josh's second. Uh, you guys just surfing your rains out every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was you know of all the years I've ever been there, even prior to the All Star thing, I've never been there and had had a two week span of the weather was perfect. The swell direction was perfect. The winds were perfect. I mean, it was just, God, it was incredible. Two weeks, man. Did you guys surf pipe at all or just kind of like off the wall and a yeah, bunch of random waves the over there? Yeah. Off the wall a lot. Rockies a lot. Pipe. Yeah. The days pipe was working was uh, 
a little bit above my pay grade. Well, and <laughs> yeah. it, there's, you know, there's a hundred yeah. gnarly guys over yeah. there, you know, whereas backdoor, the end of backdoor into off the wall and even insanity is just a little further down. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, I mean, there's so many waves right there. That oh, 100%. Like, you know, let them, yeah. let them have that. We were getting our butts kicked enough surfing off the wall and yeah. insanity. Oliva, Sunset, I mean. Yeah, we got yeah we got guys. some we got some really good days, but uh, we did have a couple kids that you know Tamayo Perry helps us out over there, and for the girls, he was taking the girls over to pipe and yeah, and helping them with lineups and getting them into some waves, because um, you know when he's out over there with the kids, he's basically giving the kids his turn, so you know he's able to get them into a bunch of waves. That's um, epic. Yeah, yeah. So you know. And then the years passed too. He's had he's had both the boys and girls get some really good waves at pipe um, while he's been working with us. Obviously, the winds and like trade winds there and stuff are way different than where you guys are from. But like and power, obviously. But yeah. what um what are like the main differences in the boards that you guys bring? I I don't know. Maybe you bring your same boards there. But <laughs> do you guys switch up your quivers when you go over to to the North Shore? So th- this is good because. Me and me and him, I, I, you know, he's in that, you know, mindset of, you know, these guys nowadays are riding really short boards, small boards and big waves, you know? Yeah. So, you know, me on the other hand, dude, I rode a six, six and a seven, two almost the whole time I was there. Yeah. And he's, you know, he was on his, uh, was it? Five, eleven, five, what, five, nine, five, nine. Yeah. Almost the entire time, you know? <clears throat> When you ride a small board like that, you know, first of all, you're being forced to sit in the pack, yeah. you know, and duke it out with everybody else for waves. And, uh, and then when you do get a wave, it's like, you know, everything, everything's kind of late. Yeah. So I was trying my hardest to get him to ride some bigger boards because then I'd sit way out the back with everybody and, you know, I'd get into the wave early. You know, once I'm up, you know, I'm up on my feet doing turns as these guys are trying to catch the wave. Um, but it, it's, uh, it was something me and, you know, I kept going, go get your six, six, go get your six, one, you know, and they, he don't listen. I'm oh. his dad. <laughs> That's funny though. Josh, I'm the same way, dude. Like I love riding small boards. I just went down to Puerto last summer and like, usually when I go down there, I always ride big boards. And then this year I was like, I'm just going to try riding my normal, like five, you, six standard. You were on a board. five, six. Yeah. I saw, I saw that picture yeah. and, I was like, and I was like, what? Yeah, I saw that too. Dude, I was, I was frothing because I didn't That's bring sick. any big boards. I just was like, oh, I'm just going to go down with my friends. And like, if it gets too big, I'll just hit up one of the boys down there and see if I can ride one of their boards. And then right. I got one and I put it under my arm. So I was like, man, I don't know. I just want to try to take some late drops and like try to get tubed. So I just rode my right. normal board. I ended up like, I think I broke my board or something in like a couple waves, but still I, I'm like you dude, like we want to push the limits of what we can ride and like get right. full potential out of our boards. And like, you're probably yeah. the exact same way. Yeah. Well, know. and I'm also going to be 50 in about 10 <laughs> That's days. True. Okay. That's true. So I want it easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> work that hard. so you are used to like, I mean, you can ride anything, dude. Like you have 20 years on us. Yeah. Like Josh and I, like, we want to try our hardest to ride whatever we can ride right now. Oh yeah. I get I it. I, to- I totally get it. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Josh? No, it's a hundred, a hundred percent. I think it's funny, dude, because in like 10 years from now, we're going to be riding like six sixes, just like you said. Oh, for for sure. And you know, I took I took my six one out at Holly Eva one day, and um, <laughs> I just <laughs> I like being in like full control. Yeah. You know, uh, if that makes sense. Whereas, like, hundred percent. When I was when I was getting caught on the inside at Holly Eva on that thing, I was getting beat up way worse than when I was on my regular board, and I can get underneath it. You know. Yeah. So that that kind of played a factor. It kind of got in the back of my head, and I don't think I rode that board again. You did. <laughs> yeah. You did ride it again. It's <laughs> funny. It's fun. Like everybody that's listening in right now, like the power of the North shore is it's hard to explain compared to like the East coast or even the West coast too. Like the West coast is like, I go to the North shore. I used to spend months out of the year there throughout my childhood. And like, you just go there and you just get your lickings. Like you just get pounded and it's so gnarly. And like, you go back home and you're like, this is so mellow. I can't believe I used to be scared to surf like six oh, foot. Absolutely, it's so funny. 
it's so funny giant giant advantage when you come back here and it's like you know six feet big old northeastern you're like yeah debating whereas now it's like i'm out there dude (laughs) yeah no fear no how often are you guys traveling throughout the year well that that's uh other than i mean we travel a lot up and down the east coast to different contests and stuff um with the eastern surfing association um they have three regionals a southeast a mid-atlantic and a northeast that we have to attend okay and then we surf in the southeast but then being the coaches we got to travel to you know coach the rest of the team and their prospective division or yep. regional and then we have easterns in late september which is in hatteras so we're traveling around with that quite a bit and then we do the big trip to hawaii each year and then um you know we run a big surf camp here in jacksonville beach um so that kind of takes up our summers um we're, we're doing that so really other than you know hawaii is our big trip for the year other than traveling up and down to hatteras which i'll tell you what you can get you know the last couple of years hatteras has been it's been pumping. an incredible surf trip in itself because yeah. we've, yeah. we've gotten some crazy good waves the last few years yeah that's so epic so you guys yeah. both coach like is that like daily that you guys are out there with the groms yeah him yeah. yeah he's out he's out there every day i have a nine to five uh on top of that so i'll get in you know my afternoons or my early mornings and then i try to focus on weekends yeah um and and then summer's huge um my job i'm fortunate enough to have a job that allows me to do surf camp mm. as well i was so, about to say his boss is very cool yeah. about letting him any anything we're getting into, they'll let him off and let him do. So yeah, they travel in the camp, mm-hmm. but the camp is majority of what I do is summertime. Mm-hmm. You know, for for the kids, but we work with the same kids. So mm-hmm. if they're not with me, they're with him, and, yeah. and vice versa. So it's it's pretty constant. Do you guys um, do private uh, coaching and stuff too? Like just one on one? Yep. How can how yeah, can people got, hit uh, you up for that? Well, just, we've got the advanced group that we have is the Moats Militia. Um, okay. You know, it's like our advanced kids, local kids. Yeah. And um, between boys and girls, we've got about 45 kids. Holy. Are in that. I mean, wow. and, and that's not beginners, man. Those are kids that are surfing contests yeah. that, that him and I work with. And we give them the option they can do. Um, we do one-on-ones with them, but then we also do groups where we'll, you know, put them in jerseys and judge them and, yeah. you know, we'll get out there with them too. And, and That's so sick. we just kind of love that if they want to do some one-on-ones, what we do it. Um, but man, I found that the group settings make them, you know, push them a lot harder. Um, you know, cause we have, we have some kids that are really, really good at a real young age. And I noticed that, um, you know, for, for the majority of the kids we coach, when they're with those kids, they really get get better, you know, more even more so than the one-on-ones. You know, one-on-ones we do with them are more kind of form, trying to get them to learn how to read waves. And then when we do groups, um, it's more contest, you know, competing yeah. oriented. Um, and You're competitive kids, against each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the kids seem to, you know, I notice, and he does too, they – they tend to prog- you know, progress a lot faster in, in those settings than they do even from the one-on-ones we do. What were some kind of like little tips that you gave them before going to the North Shore? Well, the first tip was bring a step-up board, which, <laughs> dude, oh, these kids, it. you know, I'm like, yeah, bring a step-up, you know, and they show up. Well, I ride a 5.4, so I brought a 5.6. Yeah. I'm going, oh, my God. You yeah. Know? But, um, you know, I had them doing, uh, you know, if they, I told them if they're not surfing, you know, be in your backyard doing wind sprints, get yourself in a pool, swim, you know, do some breath exercises, just kind of holding your breath. Um, you know, just kind of try to prepare them a little bit that way. But yeah. the kids on the all-star team are the best surfers, you know, best competitive surfers on the East Coast. So these kids already pretty much have, you know, they, they pretty much know what they're getting into, you know, before we get out there. Um, equipment was the biggest thing I was trying to get them, you know, bring proper leashes, you know, bring extra fins, bring, bring a solid step up. I think this year they, it really clicked with them about when I say bring a step up, bring a step up. Cause we had some days where they had to like borrow boards from Tamayo, you know, cause you're not going to take a five, six to freaking sunset when it's yeah. you know, eight feet. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> ride step ups at sunset. That's a hundred. Oh, yeah. And, and pipe to. too. I mean, yeah, and pipe. Sunset, you 
got to ride something that you For can sure. get in the dang wave with. So yeah, yeah, I think this year opened their eyes a lot about as far as what what kind of equipment you need to be you know need to have over there. It's kind of sick though because you guys have warm water over there. You don't have to change your wax out or anything. Yeah, well, we did because we're before we left. We oh, were yeah, it was cold, it was freezing <laughs> oh, really? here before we left. Yeah, like I said, we're in southern Georgia. <laughs> they basically get cold. Yeah. It gets cold yeah. here, man. I think our water dropped to what fifty four this year. I want to say it was like fifty two. Yeah, it might have been. It gets it gets cold. So we were just out of wetsuits, you know, going over there, and it was oh man, it felt so good. What boards are you guys riding right now? I'm on a five nine. Was it night nineteen and a quarter? Yeah, I like help two, him. Two and, and, he's still my little quarter. baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, nowadays. You know, being adult life is is tough. I don't get to, uh, you know, be on be as on top of my equipment as as I would probably like to yeah. be. Whereas he's surfing every day, and and you know, basically my entire life, anything he said, I trusted. So yeah, he does. As far as my boards go, I kind of just get ideas based, on, you know, yeah. pick some ideas out of his brain, and then I order mine. But uh, I am thinking about going smaller now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I tend to ride, that. you know, wider, thicker boards, like you were talking about epoxy, yeah. anything that's going to give you, um, you know, an edge in our kind of waves. It's hard to catch the wave. Then when you get up, it's hard to gain speed. So, you're, you know, our volumes and leaders or whatever you want to call it and widths are going to be a lot different than most people, you know, ride on the West Coast. Absolutely. It's kind of like our summer boards here. Yeah. Because like exactly. our our summers, like we get good south swells for sure, but like. A lot of times it's pretty small. Like today's pretty small. It's not summer yet, but today's small. I rode like a 20 inch wide board yeah, with yeah. like a wide tail epoxy board this morning because I was like, I want to ride something fun that's going to work with a quad yeah. setup. And I was like, yeah. well, this is really fun. I forgot about this board. I like threw it under my arms. I was like, oh, I want to try this thing. But that's like, that's like not normal for me to ride that. You know what I mean? Right. Because we usually have like punchy fun beach breaks or reef breaks like you yeah, said josh really. like <laughs> cardiff or black's beach or all those places like it gets pretty fun over here yeah. um so yeah i don't know the boards are a lot well, different and and with you you know with you just saying that so my um the black carbon board that's right here behind josh yeah um that's a board that i that i would ride um and you know what we consider waves and yeah. that board right there is 20 and a quarter wide it's a Jeez. five nine but you know i've, I've recently lost a lot of weight so they're, they're working on really you know pinching my rails out and stuff so it's a lot lower volume than what i usually ride but but that's you know for us over here that's what i'm riding when the waves get good for us yeah you know and then i've got a gravel board that's a five six that's in the garage that you know for competing when it's like waist high and under and just garbage Dude, that board is 20 and what, 20, 21 and a quarter wide, <laughs> five, so six, right. quad. But yeah. yeah, the thing's like a little rocket ship. You know, I get in the waves easy. I get up and I'm moving, you know? So that's, that's you know, it's it's funny to hear, you know, to hear you say that. I have a 20 and a quarter wide boards, you know, crap. But dude, that's, you know, kind of what we're riding even when the waves get good here because the waves just don't have the power that you guys get. When is the when's the best time of the year for the East Coast? Oh, fall. Fall fall's really good just because of the tropical stuff. Um, we start getting early season cold fronts coming from the north, and then you get the tropical stuff coming, you know, from the south. So usually during fall, we're getting some kind of wave from from something. That's it's usually epic. very consistent. And that would be from like August, shoot, all the way to like mid-November. Oh, that's good. So, so you guys get waves spring spring gets good here too spring we get a lot of uh, late season you know cool fronts coming through and uh, the water's warming up and um you know spring spring's pretty good but definitely falls our most consistent by far season josh what what's your favorite waves on the east coast or areas Um, i won't give a i won't give wave names away but yeah there's a couple places in obx that uh, I don't know if I can say. <laughs> no, dude. The James yeah. brothers. No, I, the James I know, boys I know, have come get, after us. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, I've had it. I've had so much fun in the Outer Banks. Uh, yeah. So many memories that uh, I distinctly remember just because the waves being so good. Um, Did you grow up going in, going up there? What's that? Did you grow up going up there? Like, would your dad take yeah, you or whatever? I, 
I can't remember the first time I went, but I had to be like 10. Dude, I remember it was 90. It was oh. 96 was the first year. I, took another, <laughs> I don't remember that. He, he, was, he was, he was almost two and his sister was just born and we got pictures of, you know, he, he's on the shoulders. I think Asher Nolan or somebody is on his shoulders. We took a big picture. Um, and my daughter at the time was a, was a little baby, but that was the first year he went up there. And then it's like, every time Damn I was on. going, they were going, you know, that's just, I'd take the whole crew up there. Yeah. That's I've been going sad. forever. You guys have but, I mean, as far as Outer Banks goes, you know, there, there's the spots that everybody knows there's the lighthouse in Buxton. Yeah. I mean, that place is just insane, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and then there, in Nags Head, there's, you know, Jeanette's pier. And then when he, you know, there's, uh, S turns in Buxton. I mean, right. you know, there's the waves that that people know that are really good. But you know, we get out there, man, with some some of our friends that live there, and we'll just get in a four wheel drive and drive down the beach. That's so sick. And dude, there's yeah. a freaking crazy, you know, just out of nowhere sandbar that doesn't yeah. even have a name, you know. But you surf it all damn day, and you come back yeah. tomorrow, and it's gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the <laughs> sand the sand shifts a lot there, huh? Yeah, big time. That's crazy. Wow. No. What are, what are some bucket list uh, trips or spots that you guys want to go to? Bucket lister? I want to go to Barbados. That's uh, I do too. soup bowls and whatnot, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to serve soup bowls. There's a guy, Josh Burke, that I've been watching yeah. a lot on Instagram recently. And soup bowls looks incredible. And I, I love going right. I'm a goofy footer, but I love going right. And I love punchy right-handers. And that that I would love to go to Barbados. That place looks like Barbados. pipe sometimes. It gets heavy. <laughs> it does. It's so gnarly. Some of those clips I see of Josh when it gets big, that does. It looks like backdoor. It really yeah. does. Yeah, it's so very, gnarly. very heavy. But yeah, I've been to back, I've been to Barbados. It's in, it's incredible. What about you, Jason? You got bucket list item? Um, gosh, dude. You know, I've been so blessed to be able to go to a lot of places. I'd, I'd have to say Australia, just because I've never been. I'd love to go surf Kira. You know, yeah. Snapper Rocks. Um, it is fun. That'd, that'd be a bucket list. Um, but man, I've you know I've, I've been. You know, I've been super blessed and fortunate to been able to go to the Mentwise. You know, just you know, when we went there, we were stopped in Bali. Um, yeah. You know, been to you know Barbados, been to Mexico. Um, you know, been all, I've been to a lot of places, man. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, to I'd like, say Australia is probably the, the the big one that I'd like. Oh, Australia is amazing. It really yeah. is, and they like their waves are so good, dude. Like, I don't understand. The storms there or whatever, it just lines up. And there's so many different waves there. Like, it's not yeah. just Kira and Snapper. Snapper. Like, there's so many different waves around that area, too, that you're just like, what the heck? And there's so much to yeah. do there. Like, it's so, it's so insane. Any any coastline that you look at on a map and it, and it you know, goes like this, you know, all yeah. kinds of little yeah. nooks and crannies, yeah. there's going to be spots that, yep. you know, you can find that are just 100%. incredible. The rugged coastlines, dude. That's yeah. just, that's how it works. So sick. Yeah. It's Unlike funny. us. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You probably like, I don't know if you like have your old passports or whatever, but like you, I, I'll look back at like, you know, I used to keep plane tickets cause like I would keep my plane tickets. So I would be able to do like my taxes and be like, Oh, this is my, the plane tickets from this place or whatever. And like, yeah. you look back at like your passport at stamps and stuff. And you're like, Whoa, dude, I forgot. I went there. Or like, I can't believe I went there. And we really are blessed. Like, it's pretty insane to be able to say the places that we've traveled to. Even you, Josh, like just those few places. Like, there's surfers out there that have only surfed their home break. And yeah, that's oh, yeah. all they know. Growing up here, I, I personally know like 20 that yeah. have never left this place. And yeah. probably won't. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, I feel fortunate all the time. It's so sick. We're so lucky. How how are the lineups at your local spots? Are they pretty gnarly or are they pretty pretty mellow? Um, you know, it can get gnarly. Um, yeah, we get especially during the summer. You get a lot. You know, like our I'll just our pier, for example. You know, it's like the one spot during the summer that will consistently have a wave. Yeah, and you get you know all my buddies I grew up with, and they still you know a lot of them still rip, and uh, you know you get all you get a lot of beginners that just see a pier and bring a softboard out there and really don't know the rules. So it, it can, it can be pretty, pretty heavy, but you know, when you're out there with the different generations of kids that grew up, you know, boys and girls that have grown up here, it's, you know, it's, it's super mellow, but yeah, it, it gets, it gets flared up in the summertime a little bit. Man. People, People get all frothed up. They're all like yeah, fired up. Yeah. I've been working and I haven't waves in a while and you get waves and there's like, 
you know, a bunch of kid, a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing on soft tops getting in the way. I can, it can get heated, but most of those people just don't know, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, and all some we can of my do friends, is try to teach them. Yeah, exactly. I'll, you know, I'll paddle and go, Hey, look, you know, this is the deal. The, the, these are the, these are the rules, you know, you're in danger. If you, most of the time you talk to them, let them know what's going on and they just paddle down the beach. You know, I'm pretty, I'm a very patient person though. And then some of my friends are pretty <laughs> unpatient. So, you know, they're, their reaction is God, just freaking out, screaming at them, yeah. you know, and, but, uh, like, yeah, they, a lot of them just don't, they don't even have any, any idea that they're doing anything wrong and you just tell them and they, they move, you know, they get down the beach. I feel like the people that stay put are always like kind of, uh, I'm probably biased when I say this, but the people that stay put, like I look at the guys that surf Oceanside Pier, like Carlsbad area that don't travel and like when there's really good waves, like they get really mad when somebody's like out there and they're like, who is this guy? But right. like the people that travel or like have been places, like when we see good waves, we're like, oh, cool. We got good waves again. This is really nice. Like, but if somebody wants to go on a wave, they, they can have it, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, no, you're doubt. just like, this is cool. I'm stoked that yeah. they're out there. Yep. So, you know, I read an article about uh, that Tom Carroll posted not long ago on Instagram and it was talking about, you know, the older we get in surfing, the more kind of territorial we get and we tend to kind of get a little grumpier. Yeah. And uh, he was saying how he has to, you know, think about that stuff as he goes out surfing, you know, keep it positive, have fun with it. You know, if you're, if you're pissed off at the world, you're not, you're not having fun out surfing. If you're and screaming you at people, you're not having fun. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I find, you know, I find myself a lot of times too, you know, you can get in that mindset of just kind of grumpiness, you know, yeah. whether it's someone, paddling out that you don't know or somebody paddling on your inside and getting a wave. And, you know, I, I, ever since I read that, I've kind of been, you know, working that out in my head and being like, you know what, he, this is so right. You know, we're out here in the ocean enjoying ourselves, you know, make it fun, no matter what's going on, just have a good time with it. Don't let it piss you off. Just, just enjoy yourself. And it it really helps. (laughs) It really helps the old guy. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree. And I, I definitely like, if I have times like this morning, I like was surfing pretty bad just because I don't know, I was all groggy and I got off work this morning and I was like, oh man, I just need to sleep. But I just went in. I was like, oh, I got like 10 waves and I just went in. I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. But sometimes it's easier just to call it and be like, okay, cool. That was a beautiful morning, but I was surfing like crap. So <laughs> whatever, who cares? But well, hey, um, you know, when I go through those sessions of, of surfing like crap, you know, I just think, think in my head, okay, well, the next session is going to be good. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, get that I got the bad one out of the way, you know, I'm about yeah. to go have a kill. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. How, how is the surf culture growing up for you guys? Like compared to nowadays? Well, uh, you know, dude, for me, it was around there specifically. Yeah. For me, it was, there were, there weren't a lot of people surfing and yeah. then all, all the older guys. And this is, this is pretty funny too. Back when I was a kid, if you were 30 years old, you were old, you know, and, but there weren't many people surfing around here and, and especially competing. And then the kids, you know, you got to know a lot of people because, you know, as you started competing and traveling around the East Coast, you know, there weren't a whole lot of us. So we all became really good friends. Um, and now there, there's a, you know, there's a lot of people doing it, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I love growing up when I grew up. I love the generation that I grew up in. I mean, you know, I got to witness, you know, surf against Kelly and become good friends with him and David Spear and Danny Mahato and so Todd Holland. And I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that I'm still really good friends with today that I got to grow up and, you know, watch the changing of the sport. I believe, you know, yeah. I mean, there was, there was the, the generation before me that were rippers, you know, Potter and Kern were doing all, you know, just to name a few Carol doing crazy stuff, Sean Thompson. And then he had, you know, the momentum generation of Kelly and, you know, all these Rob Machado and those guys and did, they were changing the sport. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was right there, you know, surfing against those guys and watching it happen. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty blessed. I feel very blessed that I grew up in that, in that generation, you know, and now there's, there's so many good surfers. I mean, it's just absolutely you, crazy. I mean, you kind of grew up more, in like the momentum generation time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Well, and we, you know, just us going to Hawaii yeah. every year, 
you know, you see some guy out at Rocky Point or Sunset just absolutely killing it. And then, you know, you'll go to Foodland and that kid's stocking shelves and you're just like, you know, this kid was just out murdering it. You know what I mean? It's just, no, it's, there's so many good surfers now. And that's, that's the biggest thing is there weren't, you know, that many people surfing, but there weren't that many, you know, really exceptional surfers back then. But now it's like, boy, everybody's ripping. It's so rad. It's so rad to see. And like, the next generation is going to be even better and better and just going to keep getting to that point. Like, look at Albie Lair trying, I don't even know, 900s or whatever on surfboards. Yeah, like, uh, oh, yeah. A little, little Griffin, cruise. Griffin. Oh, yeah. Who was that Griffin? Who did the 540? Oh, I saw. Oh, that was Noah. Noah, was Noah, Noah Beshin. Yeah, Noah yeah. did one. And then we were just in Hawaii with uh, Cruz Danofa. Mm-hmm. He was he was staying at the Billabong house right next to us. Yeah. The kid's 11 years old. He did that crazy backflip in that pool. Dude, did, did you ever see that he like went viral I, they had it on like espn he did like a front flip in the pool at texas uh, i like don't even know 10. what to say anymore i really yeah. don't like uh, i'm just gonna keep having fun and like doing turns and throwing air every once in a while i i just yeah. for me like i never grew up wanting to really do airs like i just wanted to oh. do power turns and that was kind of my thing or get barreled and then I was like, now I want to try to get into like bigger waves. And like, that was me. Yeah. And then I look at all the kids now and they're throwing errors on half foot waves and they're throwing errors on 15 foot waves. And I'm like, yeah, what, how are you doing that? Yeah. What, what about you, Josh? Like growing up for you, what was it like, like your generation? Uh, so I had like, just on the East coast alone. I mean, there was Cam Richards, um, Evan Geiselman, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Corey Howe, who was gnarly, guy from Jersey named Pat Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, good Lord. Dunphy. Uh, Michael Dunphy. He's a little bit older than me, but still right there. Um, I mean, gosh, the list the list is giant. There's guys from here. There's a kid named Jake McGuire from here that oh, does yeah. six-foot airs, you know, yeah. into the flats like no one's business, has no stickers on his board, works at yeah. his parents' tree, tree company. And, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that I was, I always kept my fins in the water. I'm still like that big, yeah. you know, I want to go fast and throw as much body weight into the section that, that I can. And and that's yeah. my goal. It's been like that since I was a kid. I, he was like that and I wanted to be like him. So that's, that's kind of where that stemmed from. But I grew up in the generation where guys started doing, you know, giant airs all the time. Um, there's a guy from here named Cody Thompson, who was kind of one of the front runners at the mm-hmm. beginning. Just as far as aerials, you know, aerials went, um, just doing huge slob, you know, six foot above so the lip. Sick. I don't understand, you know, their ankles and their knees are obviously super strong because they'll go, they'll go four or five feet above the lip on a six foot wave and land in the flat. Yeah. yeah. And, and ride out. It's crazy. Um, just destroying your boards. Madness. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do, they got free boards. <laughs> yeah. If well, they did it, I'm sure they probably wouldn't do that. So. And, and Cody's got a young, well, Cody's got two brothers, Evan Thompson, who's um, probably, I think he just turned 30, mm-hmm. an incredible surfer. And then, and then Tristan, the youngest was maybe like what a year younger than you. Yep. And you know, that guy, I mean, still to this day is just, they're all three just absolutely killing it. Um, yeah. It's, amazing but amazing yeah, so doing. that was you know locally tristan was like one of my best friends for mm-hmm. years so growing up i spent a lot of time in that household yeah you know and they were tra- i was traveling with them to california every year too and um those guys really were pushing me every day to, yeah uh, to be better that's epic but yeah. at the same time i look at some of the people that only throw airs and then you go to like waves like Tavi or something where you're just like or a cloud like cloud break or whatever where you can do, get tubed and then there's like an end section where you do a turn and you're like i want to see you do a turn like i want to see you do like yeah. demo or cj look at demo and cj how often or kelly too how often are they throwing airs right. you know what i mean but no, look at their right. turns or machado or those guys you know right. there's so many people out there that they're either really really good at both like mm-hmm. italo and philippe and all those guys are insane at airs and turns but to me, the way I look at surfing, I look at turns and I look at tube riding. Like, I love that. Um, airs are sick and it does amaze me what I see nowadays. But at the same time, like surfing's kind of like, why do we have fins? You know, because we need to change out our fins so we can do turns. Like that's surfing. It's right. soul surfing, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, what, look at like Tim Kern, right? He was wow. like 
the founder, like not the founder, but he definitely helped found heirs. Like that guy is oh, yeah. pretty gnarly. And like, but he started off like just doing the gnarliest turns. And, and like, I look at all that and I'm like, what the heck, dude? Like, I wish I could do that. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, kind of kind of down to do some turns <laughs> i don't know yeah i i think um, less consequences right <laughs> i was gonna say tell. that I, anytime i've ever been confident enough to try an air i've either hurt myself or broken my board yeah and i've come at, you know I'm, I'm 27 i think it was like two years ago i got all you know we were in outer banks for easterns or whatever and i came here and it was like a four foot day at the poles and i decided to do an air and i put my front foot straight through my nose oh god and I I said I'm never I'm never doing that again, and I haven't. I have not tried yeah. a single air since that. Until we go to Waco, Texas, and surf the wave pool, then you're going to want to try well, airs. Ex- exactly. Right. When there's but a that's, perfect but that's different that I though. Can, you know, because that's kind of like a skate park. You're like, oh, I want an air section right, yeah. or I want an air section left, and you can just keep going. And like, it's well, and that's so the thing is it, there, it breaks the same every time. Yeah. So your timing, you know what I mean? It's all about yeah. timing, and you you can get used to timing and air which Absolutely. i've never had the opportunity to do because oh yeah charging down the line everything you know. here is on the fly bro right <laughs> yeah yeah that's how surfing is i mean yeah here too on the beach break uh, mostly because you guys are beach break surfers like yeah. i feel like you guys don't have a lot of reef breaks over there do you no 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 yeah. bro, uh, reef road yeah. way south of us is, yeah uh, so yeah you gotta, only you gotta spot, be able to yeah, adapt never, i mean that's you gotta be able to adapt to the sandbar changes and waves break different every single time that's what makes you an east coast surfer like you guys come here and surf a a reef break and you're like this is really crazy you know (laughs) like we can do like 400 turns on this wave and you're and i'm here like only hitting certain sections because i'm like ah i'm so used to this i don't know it's weird but yeah you guys got to shout out your instagrams jason i follow you josh i don't think i follow you so i am a surf coach boat three three one two and i just hit you with the follow today so yeah. it should be in there <laughs> Rad. what about you yep, jason yeah i'm at uh surf coach moats um and then also we have a we just started a, a moats militia instagram at moats underscore militia Sick. um we were doing hashtags forever and um one of the kids was like you need an instagram so she's um Ellie Walsh is her name. She started us in a Moats Militia Instagram. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, you know, with the Moats Militia thing, it was, you know, the kids have run it for us, basically. I mean, yeah. you know, was, the kids were like, hey, do some stickers, you know, we're like, okay, we do stickers. And then they were like, oh, do some t-shirts. And I was like, well, y'all pick out the shirts you want and we'll do them. And they picked out the shirts and we did shirts and, yeah. you know, now they're doing the Instagram. So it's like, they've, they've, they've kind of taken it, you know, They've taken it to the next level for us. We we haven't had to do a whole lot with it. It's though. perfect. It's, it's perfect. Cool. I, I wish everybody here listening in right now knew what the troubles were that we were going through trying to get on the podcast. Oh, okay. It's, it's a lot easier <laughs> when other God people Chrissy do this got stuff. home, man. I'd have been so oh, goodness, man. dude. I'm terrible. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Technology is so hard, but it's it's an amazing blessing and a curse at the same time. But you guys have any trips planned coming up? Um, just getting, you know, uh, NSSA reg- East coast championships is, uh, next week. And that starts like the, the full postseason contest series for the East coast. So, yeah. you know, we're going to be in new Smyrna, um, next week. And then the week after that, we go down to Melbourne for the ESA, uh, Southeast regional. Um, as soon as that's over the next week, we go to the outer banks for the mid Atlantic regional. And then the following week after that, we'll be up in Belmar, New Jersey for the, uh, I think it's in Belmar. I think it's Maryland. Oh, is it in Ocean City, Maryland for the Northeast Regional. Sick. And then we come back from that and we're camping. I mean, uh, like June 6th starts our our camps. So, you know, we'll have like a couple weeks to, you know, just kind of take it easy and get set up for camp. And then all summer long, dude, we're we're doing camps nonstop. And then uh, September be time to go to Easterns um for uh, east coast championships with esa and then uh and then before you know it man we're picking a new you know the 2023 all-star team will be picked and it's time to go to hawaii again yeah. you know yeah. it's like man it's just it's non-stop it's, it really so, sick, though. it's, yeah, so, it's fun. so fun it and is. it's rad to hear about the new generations and like what you guys are doing over there and that's so sick i love it 
I love you know, it. One thing I'll say is like, um, you know, it's easy nowadays, you know, especially as an older, you know, older, per, older man um, to get locked up in everything going around in the world, you know, and it's very easy to get locked in on what's all the negative stuff that's happening, man. And one thing you get, you know, for us, we get to hang out with these rad kids that yeah. are just so stoked on life, so stoked on surfing. And I mean, dude, it's, it, you know, it, it, it motivates you and, yeah. and it just, you know, gets, gets us out of that adult mentality, yeah. you know, and totally keeps us, keeps us groms. And, you know, it's like, we're both so, and my dad too, dude, my dad's out there with this all yeah. summer long, no man, way. pushing kids in the waves and he's, oh my. And, and I mean, it just keeps us, my dad's 71 year old Grom, you know, I'm about to be a 50 year old Grom, you know, it's like, it just keeps so us sick. in that state of mind, you know? And I think that's the key to all of it. I wish I could, you know, if you could bottle it up and sell it, we'd all be millionaires. Right. You know, this, oh, I mean, it's like, it's, uh, it's, I just, you know, feel so incredibly blessed that I, I grew up with a father that got me into it and so you know, I, I was able to get him into it and, now we got a granddaughter that we're going to be getting into it. You know, <laughs> so sick. it's funny. It's so funny. Like the different stories that everybody has, right? Like you guys have your generations of your family that was a part of surfing. And like my dad grew up skateboarding, like my, me surfing was kind of my getaway from my family or like not in a bad way, but my getaway to go do my own thing. And like, I right. just surfed Absolutely. with my friends cause I enjoyed it. And then I somehow made something out of it. And I'm like, Whoa, this is kind of crazy. And then you guys like, it's what brings your family together. And like, yeah. that's epic. That is so sick. Yeah. And like, I can't wait until I have kids because I want to do that same thing. Like that yeah, to me, like that's amazing. insane. It's it so is. sick. Very cool. No doubt. Very, very cool. Well, hey, you've it. done very well for yourself too, brother. Yeah, I'm proud no of doubt. you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Dude. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a crazy run. I got some amazing trips this year and hopefully everything goes well and keep doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, and I and big big thanks to Salt Life for absolutely you know always hooking up the old man over here, man. I've been with them since day one, and they're still as good to me as they ever were. And you they're know, amazing. They're, yeah, I mean, stoked to stoked to be a part of the family. Stoked you're in the family. Stoked Tim Cran's in the family. I mean, dude, got it's crazy. All right, boys. Well, thank you yeah. so much for cruising on. Dude, thank you, Karen. Appreciate it, brother. It's yeah, been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Get some waves, and uh, thank you guys for listening in to Above and Below, and we'll catch you next time. Phew. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.